cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is my right-hand man, Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Jeff Ragovin, Chief Commercial Officer of Philo. Jeff, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Looking forward to uh, a fun conversation. My first question to you is, after your successful exit to Salesforce, why cannabis? It's a great question, but I kind of looked at cannabis as just another wave, right? So, you know, social, when, you know, people started to flock to Facebook in 2007, it was like, wow, there's a new frontier here. You know, with cannabis, I kind of look at it, even though it's a totally different vertical, it's the same thing, right? I'd say relatively new to the world, Uh, obviously a plant that's been around for a long time, but I looked at it as kind of a, there's obviously a big risk of getting involved in something that's federally illegal. So I saw that as kind of an interesting challenge and an opportunity to really kind of go against the stream. So, you know, I would have never in a million years ever thought that I would be in the cannabis space, but here I am. And it's been, uh, it's been pretty awesome every step of the way. So I want to kind of go back to when you first dove into cannabis. Take us into the conversation with Chad Bronstein, the founder. What was his pitch? And if it wasn't Philo, would it be another company in cannabis that you would have aligned with? Probably not, actually. I love that question. You know, Chad and I met at a conference in Dallas, and we were both on a founders panel together. And the panel was really how do you know how do you build a company around people? How do you build a startup the right way? And it was myself and Chad and one other person. And we just instantly were like fast friends. And so he's just like, dude, there's such an amazing opportunity here for, from a technology perspective to work with these companies, to help them with compliance, to help them with media, to help them with loyalty and rewards and all those things. And so to me, that was like a golden ticket. I was like, okay, this is definitely a very interesting uh, and emerging space. Was there hesitations from you to kind of dive into another startup like this? I mean, yeah, of course. You know, I, one, I was just like, do I have it in me to do another one? And I think the answer was yes, because I'm a builder. I really like to build. You know, I think one of the biggest things that kind of crossed my mind was, shit, this is federally illegal. But I saw that as a really unique challenge. Let's talk about the value that Philo brings to the space. Can you kind of share, you know, what the role they play in the industry? Yeah. You know, what we're doing right now is is kind of interesting in the sense that we are, we look at ourselves as, you know, a compliance cloud stack, if you will. So we essentially have four main foundations of our business, right? So we have kind of at the base of everything we do is our regulatory database. You know, law firms use it, MSOs use it, SSOs use it, delivery, like any operators use it. You know, but we have a full-scale media activation business. It's what many of us have done in our careers. And it was kind of a big gap in a lot of these cannabis companies. So we have a media division that we really help people, you know, drive consumers into their stores and dispensaries. We acquired a company in February of this year called Data Owl. And Data Owl is really, it's our promotions engine side of the business. So, and so it's an interesting uh, business in the sense that we have many clients that use us for the regulatory side, that use us for the promotions engine, and they also use us for media. How in real time is the information updated? Is it kind of almost up to the minute? Is there like a lag 15 minute period? Is there some sort of estimate that goes into that? Yeah, I mean, we have basically the technology goes out 
and literally finds information on where everything is housed every single day. So, you know, it's not pinging like every two seconds. It's pinging multiple times a day and pulling that information in. Let's slightly switch gears. Mainstream brands that want to be in front of cannabis consumers. Can you share more about how Philo helps that? Yeah. So basically what we're doing on the data side is, you know, obviously through our acquisition of Data Owl and various partners, we have access to a ton of data, all transaction data across, you know, different products, different states, different genders. So if you think about it just from a segment perspective, let's just say someone's like, hey, we have a new CBD product that we're looking to launch. We want consumers who have purchased CBD in the past because they're educated. I'm sure you guys know this, but like CBD products through the farm bill being, you know, everywhere. And some of those products are not very good. And somebody who has never actually purchased CBD is not educated. So they might have tried it and they're like, hey, this stuff doesn't work, but it could be just a very bad product. So we have the ability to really target uh, consumers who have purchased uh, CBD in the past that are educated and that know. So I feel like this year alone has been pretty amazing because we have four and a half thousand advertisers mainstream buying our data. Can you see trends in markets by location for, let's say, search history on certain cannabinoids that are rising in popularity? We do have search data for sure. I think where we're really trying to focus our efforts is strictly on the transaction, right? Because we know that they've already converted. We know that they've already purchased. So less about, say, intent and more about, we know this. Actually, driving decision. Exactly. Recently on a podcast, I heard you say, creating content through people, how do you mean that can be beneficial for cannabis companies? You know, creating content through people could have been my last company too, where we had a full-scale content platform that people would create content on behalf of the brands and then the brands would then utilize that in their paid efforts, right? So if I like a product and I'm creating content around it, right? You know, it's somewhat influential in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, And not paid, of course. Like, if I really like a product, I'm going to talk about it to my friends, right? And I feel like we are all influencers in our own sense. Like we influence our friends and family to buy things based on our experience. So for me, if I happen to be taking a product with, let's just say, CBN, and I did recently have, it was a great product. I think it was CBD Distillery. I bought it from there. And like I would totally post about it for friends who also can't sleep and say, hey, if anyone's tried this or hasn't tried it yet, this is a really good way to get a good night's sleep. So I feel like influencing others through something that you might be putting out there. We're going to switch gears. We're going to do a little rapid fire. Okay. I do that all the time with people. <laughs> Second favorite sports activity after fishing? I was going to say fishing. I'd say paddleboarding. Cannabis product category you're most bullish on for growth over the next five years? THCV. As a home cook, infused meals or no? You know, non-infused. How useful would you be in a zombie apocalypse? Oh my God. I ask this question all the time. I want to know your response. You you never answer. You never answer. I would be the number one, right? Because, well, I'm not that fast anymore, but I used to be fast. But listen, I could cook for I could cook for everyone so I could feed us. I'm I'm a gardener, so I can grow. I'm a fisherman, so I could hunt. And um, I can kick the shit out of zombies. So I feel like I would definitely be a good teammate. And then, you know, if I was the last one standing and somebody else was there, I have really big calves, so I could always give a calf to someone to eat. If there was wow. no food. Wow. Right? I would, <laughs> I, would, I would give a leg away. That is very heroic. I didn't expect that last part. So one more question for you, and then we'll dive into some of our uh, predictions. Yeah. Future roadmap for Philo. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, I mean, we're already moving into 2022, like in a month. 
So with our current, you know, Series C, we just raised 40 million on Tuesday. So we are definitely going to be out there looking at, you know, more M&A activity and expanding, you know, our compliance cloud offering. So since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? I would say the biggest misconception, I think it's just the general population thinking about, you know, cannabis and being stone, like stoner mentality. And I find it's completely opposite. So before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? That's a great question. I think my biggest focus here would be that you have to fail. You have to make mistakes. Uh, you have to fuck up. Uh, because if you don't, you don't learn, right? And so we, we all make so many mistakes every day um, and we get better and you know no one's perfect and that's okay. All right, prediction time. Marketing a brand in cannabis has its own set of unique challenges. Jeff, what is one platform or concept that you think is underutilized by cannabis companies today that, that they should start doing today to, to make a difference down the road? So I think, you know, I would say, and this is just because it's my business, but, you know, on the programmatic side, I think more cannabis companies need to take advantage of that. I think most of them are not. So Jeff, for those that want to get in touch, they want to learn more, where can they, they, they find you? I'm easily findable everywhere, but I would say email is probably the best route. It's just jeff at com. And the podcast name? Podcast is called Alchemy, the Alchemy Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time, Jeff. This was fun. Awesome, guys. It was great to be on the show. And uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.